hey, there's a chance we'll be using our grown-up language in this episode. So if you have little kids around, you might want headphones. You might also want a stiff drink. Hey, I'm not judging. Please parent responsibly. This is Adam. And this is Lisa. And this is Designated Parent. A podcast where we look at children's programming through the lens of adult beverages. Cheers. Cheers. It wasn't very loud, but it was a, it was a decent little sound. Mm-hmm. I'll just say, these are the prettiest drinks I think I've ever had. I know. Aren't you. they so pretty? You, It's... Wow. I don't... <laughs> I don't often get spellbound by just the aura of a drink. Um, yeah, so this is more or less an aviation, mm-hmm. um, but an aviation calls for, like, the teeniest amount of cream de violet where it, it is just, like, almost light blue, mm-hmm. and I'm like, fuck this, I want a purple drink. So I, like, quadrupled the amount of <laughs> cream de violet that is normally in it. She handed, handed this to me and said, does this taste too sweet or too much like soap? <laughs> And with an introduction to a drink like that, you're like, oh, God, what did I you mean, do? I mean, sure. Um, but no, it's really good. It is actually really tasty. It is I a added, sipper. I added a little more lemon juice to balance out that, like, uh, violet. It tastes kind of like violet lemonade. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, violet lemonade, but with gin. And bubbles. And bubbles. Yeah, I put a little, I, I tasted a sip of it, and I was like, ooh, this is a concentrate. I need to to dilute this down. Lighten that up a bit. But no, but it came out this amazingly pastel purpley blue. Right, it's like a, yeah, it's like a lavender blue. It is not a color I often see in a beverage, (laughs) but here for it. An odd color, but delicious. Odd, but delicious color. Odd, but delicious. That's that's my autobiography title. Mm. I like it. I like Mm -hmm. it. So... So thank you for these. These are delicious. How's your week going? My week is good. Um, yesterday we got family haircuts. Yeah, I look stunning. Uh, I I got bangs. It's a choice. Yeah, I like them. Literally, everyone in my house is like, "Uh, your hair looks weird," and I'm like, "Thanks." Uh, <laughs> like, I'm fine with what's, it. What's with your weird, stupid hair? <laughs> to be clear, I'm absolutely fine with it. But I just am like picking up the atmosphere of the house, which is just really you know <laughs> i was like one it's not your hair yeah not your business <laughs> and two like shut up yeah still not your hair like those are really the one and two of it right right i was like it's not your hair mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter and even if i didn't like it it's still rude to tell me you don't like it yeah like even if we agree it doesn't help no it's not, it's not helpful in this situation I mean, unless you know someone is going for a stunt haircut, like a mullet mm-hmm. or like a mohawk. I feel a, like even adult, mullets, like... They're coming back and I really... I don't mind. I don't mind. Um, The irony is that Chevy's thinking about canceling the Camaro right oh, when the mullet comes back. What are you back. doing, Chevy? I don't know. So sad. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's funny. always like a level of like cool kid who can pull it off. Like who? Who can no, like? Not. Yes, there is. 
There is, always. Like, in all times. Uh, the ratio of cool is, kids that can pull it off to people I'm, trying to pull it off I'm is not. I'm not, tell- I'm not saying that everyone who can't, who tries, can. Right. But I am saying that, like, the 0.01% of people who can pull it off are, like, fucking killing it. Again, T-Top they, Camaro. And they Fiber. make it seem like, I want that life. Mm-hmm. You know? Lesbians. But, um, I didn't get a mullet. Also, I just got bangs. Yeah. <laughs> to, to be clear. Yeah. I, and they're I, not even, like, Zoe Deschanel bangs. They're I just, cut, they're, they're subtle. I cut my hair into bangs. And not me, like a professional. That is true. Uh, cut my hair into bangs. If you're listening to this podcast and the takeaway was, I should cut my hair into bangs, you are not way drunker than we are. Like, you should you should definitely go to a professional who will help mm-hmm. you cut your hair into bangs. But, um, my hair is not an intrinsic part of my personality. Like, no. I grow it all out. I chop it all off. Like, I am constantly moving to the next haircut. And that's fine. Mm-hmm. Like... I don't. I don't have a signature look. No, no, and I, I am just stuck with what I'm stuck with, which mm-hmm. means I just look like everybody's dad, and it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I've made peace. I've got gray temples right. now. It's really. It looks cute. good. I don't mind it. Kind of got a Reed Richards thing going on. Right. Not that it's not that it's uh, you know important, but I don't mm-hmm. mind it. No, my hair is adequate. Mm-hmm. That's all I can say about it. My Other- hair is also adequate. Otherwise, how's your week going? Otherwise, how is my week going? I mean, it's going fine. We're post, uh, post Halloween. Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of sugar in the house. Currently, all of our kids have like separated um, candy stashes, mm-hmm. and I told everybody like on Friday, all of it goes together in one big bucket. So if there's something that you want to eat. That uh, you don't want your slippings to have. Like, you eat it fucking now. Like, yeah. I'm not dealing with this. Double down on that. I'm not monitoring whose candy stash is whose. Like, no. No. We're not going to play this I'm not. Game. I'm not your referee. Yeah, so I think we're going to end up dumping it all into one bag. Because there is so much candy. It's going to be like 30 pounds. <laughs> we should weigh it when we do. Because it is an a- astronomical amount. I mean, Halloween's great. Uh, also, for the most part... Well, the first hour of Halloween, neither of us walked around. Mm-hmm. Uh, another parent took our kids. Right, all our kids went with three separate, we have three kids, they all went with three very separate groups of uh, people who, like, had, like, one or two parents, and were like, you got this? And they're like, we got this. And we're like, go with God. Yeah, well, and like, actually, I don't think our 12-year-old went with any parents. I think mm-hmm. it was just kids, at least initially. And I think they picked up a parent, like, at, like, 7 o'clock. Mm-hmm. When it started getting dark. When it started to get dark. It was kind of like, all right, you guys run around and have some fun. We'll give you a little bit of leash. But then... Well, and to his credit, he was home 10 minutes before Halloween ended. Like... Yeah. We said, be home at 8. He was home at 7.50. Yeah. So. You know what? That That's how you get to go out again. <laughs> like, I sat him down and explained that. I was like, listen, if I tell you to be home at 8 and you show up at 7.55... You will get to be home at 8 for the foreseeable future until eventually I go, you know, 830 is going to be fine. And if you show up at 830 once, it goes to (laughs) 7. Or 8. Like, 830 is fine. Like, if you show up exactly at the time that you're supposed to Well, I know. But I mean, like, if I tell him, be home at 8 and you show up at 830. Yeah. Fuck no. Nope. 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 (laughs) 5. Yeah. Like, you don't have to leave my sight. Sorry. Yeah. It's also different if, 
you know, it is also a thing like, oh, I'm with the scouts and we're running late and I am not a driver. So right. I was, am at the mercy of what's happening. Communication. Yeah. And there's know. good communication solves a lot of problems. That's a lesson I would love to teach our kids. Mm-hmm. Um, valuable life skill for all kinds of relationships. I mean, I've definitely texted uh, my boss and been like, so got up and I have a flat tire. So... I'll get to work as soon as I can, but, like, I got this to deal with. Yeah. And they're like, oh, that sucks. Sorry. <laughs> and you just roll in, and you're just like, yeah, my day. And they're like, yeah, I know. Right. Or sometimes you just, like, spend 15 minutes driving to your old job, which you haven't been to in six months. And you're like, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> have you done that yet? I have. I have done that. A couple couple of weeks ago, I was like, so you know how my day is going. I spent 15 minutes driving in the wrong direction to a job I haven't been to in six months. <laughs> and you know, like, everybody kind of is like... And they were like, yeah, some, sometimes the brain's crazy. Sometimes you're just on autopilot and you're listening to the podcast mm-hmm. and you're drinking the coffee and the brain goes where the brain goes. Yeah. I Yeah. I am currently discovering all the roads that are reopening around our neighborhood. Yeah, we have a lot of construction. That's finishing. A mm-hmm. um, couple of roads that I used to avoid are now open. There are now options for you. And that's great. That's that's helping my morning commute. I just need one bridge. Just one bridge. If I get one more bridge, it's going to cut my commute by 10 minutes. It's, it's kind of crazy. And it's... Awesome. Well, so... It's coming! It's the bridge that's right next to my work. It's all you want for Christmas. All I want for Christmas. All I want for for this week. It's supposed to be done. If you check the, the, like, road crew calendars, it's supposed to be done on, on like, the 12th. So if you're listening to this... November 12th? November 12th. Really? So if you're listening to this, I might only have, like, two more days. Three more days. Wow. Um, But... We're not optimistic. But, but like, fingers crossed. Fingers Stuff crossed. happens. Stuff, Stuff happens, happens. But, like, it might work. It might yeah. work out. And then, like, my commute goes down by, like, ten minutes. And, huh. It makes a big difference. It does. It doesn't seem like it would, the would, difference between 20 minutes and 30 minutes. But, like, it's a 50% 30 percent increase. It's a 20 to 30 is mm-hmm. what it is. And so it's, like, a 50% increase in my day. It's a lot more stoplights. It's a more turns. It's just terrible. One of the guys I know, his, uh, one of the guys I work with, his commute went from four minutes to 20 minutes. Oh, shit. Just because there are two <laughs> other, there's another construction project that he, like, can't. So if he goes the short, second shortest way home, he runs into a second construction he was project. Like, I don't so he's like on third or fourth this. tier, and he's like, oh my gosh, why? He's like, I'm just used to, you know, leaving work barely getting my truck warm and being home. Right, he's used to going home for fucking lunch, like... Nah, he doesn't do that. There's no at home, so... But you know what I mean, like... But he could, But he yeah. could. And he's like, this is this is the worst thing ever. I'm like, first off, tiny violin. Second <laughs> off... The tiniest of violins. Four minutes from work. Yeah. What? Yeah. So... Yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> But anyway, we did watch a movie today. We did. We did watch a movie with our children. This is a weird movie. It is. It's a movie that our kids have seen. Um, it's all in the background. Yeah. They've seen it a couple of times. Like, I've definitely been like, what are you watching? Mm-hmm. Because, like, anytime I walk through the room and I see Steve Martin. 
or I'm Beyonce. Be- or Beyonce. I'm like, what are you watching? Or Jason Statham. <laughs> so many people in this movie, you guys. <laughs> I, I have questions. I so, wanna So many people. So many people. Uh the movie is of course the Pink Panther. Pink Panther, the um two thousand and six version. Version. Uh the reboot of the sixties movie, which it was based off of like nineteen forties cartoons. I they're old. They're very old. Um and French. Mm-hmm. But they're great. You had a you had a Pink Panther stuffy that's still around the house I somewhere. I did. I did when I was a little little kid. Mm-hmm. I had a Pink Panther stuffy, and it was like the thing that survived. Yeah, from my childhood, it's but like the one piece. Our of kids my are childhood. convinced that's like your favorite thing, but I'm like, I think the favorite thing is destroyed in a puddle. <laughs> it had had turned to dust. Yeah. Uh, no, my very first doll was named George. Hmm. Georgie, Georgie the Georgie the doll. Hmm. And I'm pretty sure they're dust now. Like, mm. oh yeah, sure. Just, just who who even knows what happened to them? Yeah. Um, yeah. And this one was like nice enough to keep and wasn't, you know, disgusting and needed to be burned so we all don't get some kind of Victorian disease. Yeah, I'm pretty sure all of my stuffies carry consumption <laughs> at this point. Or something. something so, that was like. the one, so that was the one that I was like, okay, I can bring this one. So all of our kids are convinced that you're a huge Pink Panther fan. It's true. It's true. And uh, other than the Henry Mancini music, which is on point. So great. It's such a great. So great. He does great work. Yeah. You, you know, very few of his songs because... Because he was like essentially a ghostwriter. Well, he was a uh, kind of a avant-garde french jazz kind of guy or italian i guess maybe i don't know i don't know but he was kind of out there but he uh he had to slum it up and do some work (laughs) he had to pay some goddamn bills so he does uh (laughs) he does the pink panther song Mm -hmm. uh the pure gint oh yeah 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 yeah, there's that. Uh, and then the baby elephant walk. Mm-hmm. Those are the probably three things you can identify. I mean, you know, they're um, his, most, his commercial successes. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you also did a lot of jazz crap that's, like, really fun. You're like, this is wild. Yeah. Uh, it's syncopated and crazy and very 60s mod. Yeah. Like, yeah. You, like some beatnik poets and shit like girls with large polka dots on dresses Mm -hmm. that are like barely long enough like yeah also they're like look like 12 year old boys yeah very twiggy Mm -hmm. looking it's their vibe yeah i mean you know it was it was definitely an age it was it was but um but anyway so this is a movie about the pink panther who is not really appearing in this movie yes he is uh, not a CG animated character in this film because um, James Marster's not in here. Oh so. my god, James! <laughs> oh, I'm it, sure James Marster is grateful that they did not have a CG Pink Panther that he had to act alongside. He is, sir, not appearing in this film. He is not. Uh, Steve Martin is in this film. Steve He's the star. Martin. Uh, he plays Fusel. 
uh, who is the detective. So we start this whole thing um, with an inspector telling the story of like, I needed, the first time I met Clouseau, mm-hmm. he was an idiot. Right. And I was like, oh, he's never going to amount to anything. Let's keep him in the low ranks where he can't uh, fuck anything up too bad. Yeah. And, uh, you know. And in the montage, the opening montage, he, you know, he's driving through this little French town. He puts the light up on top of the car and it, they go through a corner and it flies off and like takes out an old lady. The car stops and he's up against a wall and can't get out and has to tell the guy to pull up a little bit. Uh, and then he gets out and there's this guy in the middle of the road who's in a wheelchair that has gone kaput. Right. He's like, my wheelchair is broken. I can't move. He's like, you're supposed to clear this area. It's a crime scene. Yeah. And so he wires the guy's wheelchair up backwards. Right. And um, instead of exploding, which which the battery would do, if you switch, if you switch the charges, he connects the positive up to the negative and the negative up to the positive. Um, mm-hmm. Two things that battery would do. It would, one, not produce power. <laughs> or two. And two, get real fucking hot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what it actually does But in the what movie, it does in the movie is it goes in reverse And so it launches so like, him through a cafe Basically Yeah, pro tip, not how batteries work Generally no So um, You know, he's kind of an idiot there Also they have a montage of him trying to sol- Solve this guy Pierre's murder By mm-hmm. like busting him and said Hey, you're under arrest for the murder of Pierre and it's like a baby and like a dog, and then it's actually Pierre. And he's like, "Oh, you're not dead." Ah, case closed. Like, turns out everything's fine. Right. Um, he says, but then this thing happened, and it's a soccer game. Mm-hmm. It's like a one of the World Cup finals. Basically, yeah, semifinal. I think so. semifinals. Whoever wins this is going to the finals. Is the idea? And it's China versus France. I don't know that that's how the World Cup works, but... I mean, I don't know how the World Cup works because I'm American and I don't fucking care about soccer and or football. I also don't care about American football, so don't at me. I don't care about any of the sports and any of the balls. Also, anybody who tries to get, like, an exclamation... Can sit down and explain how, like, British league football works, you know, like, the different leagues of soccer... Mm-hmm. And then go into, like, you know, the World Cup soccer rankings and feed-in tournaments and all that stuff. You never get to make fun of the American Electoral College again. I mean, to be uh, fair... Honestly, that system sucks, it, too. <laughs> it is running the sportsing and not the government. Yeah. So... I think some people would say one of those is more important than <laughs> the other. Potato, potato. <laughs> And honestly, other people would go the other way. So, yeah, exactly. Um, But anyway, uh, there's a big game. Uh, The coach of the game is Jason Statham. Uncredited. Uncredited Uncredited Jason Statham. Jason Statham. He has no lines in this movie. Right. He's in this movie for five fucking minutes. He literally exists for, like, this one scene. So he goes, he comes on, he's got a big giant-ass pink diamond on his finger, which Mm -hmm. is a statement. Right. And it's like... You know, a sign of, you know, spirit of corpse for some reason. Because, you know, you want to play harder for 
a real asshole coach who has a big fucking pink diamond pinky ring. Yeah. Do you? I mean, it's is, like... Is that real motivating for people who play sports? Yeah, I mean, it's exactly the same kind of motivation I get when I get a 3% raise every year <laughs> and my boss gets a brand new Lexus. Right. Yeah. Right, which is to say... <laughs> Not fucking much. <laughs> Not that much. Uh, he goes up, he, he encounters his fiance in the stands and goes up and gives her a kiss. Mm-hmm. Fiance amazingly played by the one, the only... Beyonce Knowles! Ladies and gentlemen, Beyonce is in this fucking movie. Right, right. Uh, my kids were like, Beyonce Knowles? Like, what do you mean, Knowles? Like, what what does she what does she know? Like, she knows all the things? And they're like, no, like... Oh, Beyonce, she does. Beyonce has a fucking last name. <laughs> like, <laughs> Turns out... This, this is the movie where my kids learn that Beyonce has a last name. <laughs> yes. Oh boy, they're just gonna. I mean, when they find out about Aquafina, right? Aquafina and not uh, her real name. Oh, what's her head from the Spider-Man films? Zendaya. Zendaya. Like these people she, have, yeah, ha- have names, have like last names. They they have real names, mm-hmm. and uh, it's it's not Aquafina or Zendaya. Zendaya might be her real name. Well, I mean, I imagine there's more to it. There's more to that. it. Yes. Yes. Beyonce's name may actually be Beyonce. <laughs> it, it is, in fact. But when but. she goes to the BMV, she still has to write Knowles down <laughs> right. on the second line. Right. She has Zadaya. I mean, even Madonna's got... No, she she has a real name. Uh, Bono has a real name. Yeah. He's one of the ones I know. It's Paul Hewson. All, all these people have real names. Uh, Sting's name is... I don't know, something real, real nerdy. It's, it's like something that's like, oh, Edward, you could... like, it's it's very non-fuckable. And you're like, oof. Yeah, go with Sting. Yeah. Yikes. <sighs> very tantric there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, anyway, so Beyonce has the last name in this. Well, not in this, but she's playing a character named Zia. Xi-Zina? Zina? Zina? I don't remember. I don't remember either. Uh, she's Beyonce. I don't care what the fuck movie she, Beyonce she's, said. She's, she's Beyonce. Beyonce. <laughs> like, and she. I'm not saying a, she's typecast. But. She's a pop star who was dating a um star soccer head coach. Yeah, I mean, stop me if you've heard that before. Sure. I mean, looking at you, Spice Girls Beckham. Yes. Yes. Anyway, um, but. It's a whole thing. There's a game. Um, they graciously skip over the soccer game because who the fuck cares about soccer? I do appreciate that that um, in the monologue he was like, and as a, a statesman and a Frenchman, I was riveted. And you see him like yawning. Yeah. And I was like, oh, me and this inspector, like we're the same because sportsing is long. And mm. soccer, especially, like, a very exciting soccer game is, like, two to three. Like... Yeah. You're like, wow. That's like, whoa, it's a very high-scoring game. And you're like, oh, my God, most of the games, nothing happens. Um, as an American football fan, the Bengals once had a game against the Browns that went 58-48. A hundred- That's a lot. 106 points. That's a, that's a real lot. Between the two. That's like the defense just was like, fuck it, I'm going home. Yeah. 
yeah i mean it was exciting to watch at some point you're just like i am in fatigue from yelling at the tv right i i do appreciate a very high scoring game mm-hmm. in but general i would appreciate like 58 to nothing that would be kind of fun <laughs> no that's actually not very fun to watch like yeah i disagree i mean if my team's the one with 58 no i like a close game always mm. but the game where the the closest is like it's one to one and we've been playing for four hours and you're like omg yes but uh this game is tied and it goes into sudden death mm-hmm. and he says it with the ominous weight of Super ultra, like, Megadome. It's got, like, capital letters in the (laughs) subtitles. Um, And so France wins it with, like, some sort of, like, crazy bicycle kick shenanigans. It's legal. Oh, yeah. I mean, as long as you don't touch it with, like, your hands. Right. You can can do, like, a fucking, like, round-off kick flip. Yeah, which, I mean, again, makes sense because the game is football as it opposed to American football. The ball of the feet. Where you are not allowed to kick the ball in most circumstances. Unless you're the kicker. Yeah, like there's one guy on the whole damn field <laughs> that's allowed to touch the football with his foot. I think it's because the ball looks like a foot. I mean, maybe your feet. <laughs> maybe. Touche. Touche. I, I have some very high arches. Yes. Um, Also, they're, I mean, they're about as wide as they are long. Mm -hmm. I love you, but, like, I don't know what those are. I do. I do have potato feet. Yeah. Um, But France wins. Everybody runs out to the field to celebrate. Right. Big celebration. And in the middle of the celebration, Jason Jason Statham. What's his name? Uh, Goo something. Goulier? No. Gougie. I don't remember. No, Goulier would be like the guy from Full House. <laughs> I don't remember. Um, but he dies. He dies. Gets a poison dart to the neck. Poison dart to the neck. In the middle of this giant crowd of people. Could have been anybody. And then Could have also- been anyone from the stands. Could have been anyone from the celebration in the middle of the... The, the ri- field. The field, like... But also, his diamond is gone. Bum, bum, bum! Right, which was a symbol of... I don't know. French patriotism? I don't know. It's the Pink Panther. It's, it's the MacGuffin the of the Pink movie. Pink Panther. It's the Pink Panther diamond, and without it, you don't get to use the Pink Panther franchise. <laughs> so it's very important, Lisa. It is. It is. Because the music ties it all together. Also, let's just point out, like, nature has not yet produced a Pink Panther. Mm. 3M has produced a Pink Panther. There are Pink Panther. Diamonds. There are naturally No, I mean, Pink like, diamonds. a Panther. Oh. A literal cat a literal type device. Cat. Okay, yes. No. No, that's not no. how those work. It's not helpful, uh, so people don't do it. But also, like, why Why would you look at a pink diamond and be like, I'm going to name it after a panther? I'm going to name it after a panther. It's badass. Yeah, I mean. I don't know. Marketing. The alliteration, I guess, helps, mm-hmm. but probably doesn't translate from I French. Mean, like, yeah, I remember when Fail became a noun verb and i was like i'm confused i don't know oh, that's such a fail i don't understand this like socio like linguistic phenomenon we 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 noun the verb <laughs> i mean we usually verb nouns but right we, we, noun, we like, a verb. noun a verb and i was very confused and yeah it was not okay i'm like you mean failure we have a word for that yeah the, the noun of because i'm real old mm-hmm. but anyway 
we leave Jason Statham on the floor. We <laughs> zoom out and we immediately go into like hijinks, Pink Panther credits. Yes. With Henry Mancini. It's great. And my kids are like, so. What the fuck what? is this? What the fuck is the Pink Panther? And I was like, oh, it was some cartoons. Mm-hmm. Um, they're real old. Mm-hmm. I don't think they have words. And so. so they translate into a lot of different languages. It was just music and, and hijinks. hijinks. Yeah. And the Pink Panther, there was a Pink Panther and there was Inspector Clouseau. And P- Inspector Clouseau was dumb and he always like didn't do a good job. Um, and the Pink Panther would always like play tricks on him. Mm-hmm. And that was it. Like it was more like. Uh, the the Roadrunner Coyote kind of dynamic. Yeah, very much that. Where the Pink Panther would always get away, and he'd always like cleverly play a trick or lay a trap or whatever. And it's very, very um, like cartoon physics, <laughs> where the Pink Panther would like somehow lure him into a wanted poster and then like pull it off the wall, and you're like, bye bye. Yeah, our kids. That happens in the credits. Our kids are like, wait, what? How does that... That doesn't work like that. I was like, cartoon physics! Yeah, they're fun. So, we go through the credits, and um, we're immediately back with the inspector. And he's like, all right, here's what we need for this case. Mm-hmm. We need an incompetent. Did we talk about who plays the inspector? No. Who is it? Who is it? I don't know. You wanted to talk about it. <laughs> Klein. No. Is it Kevin Klein? I think so. Yeah, I think it is. So many uh, American and English people pretending to be British in this movie, or pretending to be French in this movie. So many. Yeah, so... Like, literally all of them. There's not a single French person. (laughs) Except for the guy who plays Bissot is actually French, I think. And everyone else is, you're like, American or British. Maybe. But yeah, Kevin Klein. Yeah. Yeah, Jean Reno is going to be Ponton in a little bit. He's, but um, but he, but the inspector's like, all right, so we need, um, we need an imbecile. We need a decoy. We uh, Patsy. Right. So I need to put somebody on the case mm-hmm. where all of, because this is a very high profile case. There's going to be a lot of, of a lot of press, a lot of heat. Mm-hmm. So I got it. I have I have somebody who's on the case. Um, where they can, like, you know, follow this guy, and then it leaves. I can have a whole team of the highest mm. um, detectives right. on the case, but, like, secretly off off the beaten path. Right. And his whole idea, the reason he wants to do this is because he has been shafted for the Medal of Honor for three he or seven the, times. He is the Susan Lucci oh, of yeah. the Medal of Honor. Yeah. Seven nominations, but no wins. Right. But it's an honor to be nominated. Susan Lucci was like 17 years. <laughs> so, so many times. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he, uh, so he's going to, what he, his plan is he's going to get this guy to kind of do mm-hmm. it, fail, and then he can come in at the last minute with his crack team of investigators that have been secretly kind of doing the whole thing anyway. Right, and then just take it over at the last minute. Take it over at the last minute, get the credit, get the medal, get the promotion. Yeah, be done. Be done. It's a solid plan. It's not a terrible plan. So uh, so he summons Cousteau. Cousteau. Mm-hmm. Not Cousteau. Yeah, Cousteau. Clouseau. 
Clouseau. Clouseau is an L. It's not uh, Cousteau. It's not, his name is Cous- Jacques. Yeah, Jacques Cousteau is Jacques a different... Cousteau. Jacques Cousteau is a completely different a- animal. Right. He was a, you know, the water guy. The, yeah, the marine biologist. Yeah, that did a lot of cool stuff, but not appearing in this film either. Yes. <laughs> so he, uh, so they bring Clouseau in. He co- shows up at a fit for two. Mm-hmm. And tries to parallel park it. Is by... it a fit for two? It is it, so small. It is, it is. It is the smallest of tiny European cars. Which, you know practical it is it is but his he has this huge spot to parallel park in and he doesn't understand and he slams into both the cars over and over and over again even though he has literally so much room yeah and is completely unaware of his Mm -hmm. failures he then enters um the office and finds this the secretary Mm -hmm. uh her name is violet nicole nicole why did I come with Violet? That was a, I I'm, don't know. I'm drinking creme de Violet. That's, that's it. That's it. Uh, but Nicole, um, who was trying to hang a photo on the wall. Right. And was like, yeah, so the last inspector's portrait was bigger than this inspector's portrait. So I had to get a new portrait. You'll find that Paris is a very political place. In other words, this is all fucking bullshit. But right. All, all I do is bullshit. And she's like, would you be so kind as to help me down from this desk? And... What proceeds to happen is that instead of, like, helping her down or anything, he ends up, like, trying to, like, pick her up and help her down. Right, right. And it's then, very much like she is sitting on his face. Yes, that is essentially what ends up happening. And There's a lot of innuendo in this movie. There is, in fact. And sometimes, like, not even innuendo. Like, whatever is more aggressive than innuendo. Um, yeah. Yeah. Whatever that is. But like, like if you just keep your eyes pointed straight ahead and your kids are looking at you, you can pretend like nothing's happening. Right. Like, isn't that weird? That would be really awkward, wouldn't it? For a woman you just met to have her legs wrapped around your head. Right. Right. Like, yeah, that would be weird. Also. I kind of feel like I need to be like, guys, don't ever do that. Yeah, it's not okay. It's not okay. Not okay. Um. But he ends up getting her down and goes in to meet the inspector. He whips out his badge to show him, and it flips out and stabs the inspector in the chest. <laughs> and he's like, whew, that must have hurt. And the inspector is like, oh, not at all. I'm very tough. And then he turns around, and he's like, ow. <laughs> yeah. um, also, he does this whole thing where he's like, the weather is very nice today, wouldn't you say? And he starts, like, beating up the curtains and, like, checking all the checking pictures. Checking for bugs. And, like, cutting the wires in a lamp. Well, he'll do that later. But he's like, the area is secure. And the inspector's is like, this guy has a right nutter. Like, I got the Good right patsy. Good job. I got the right guy. He's like, listen, you've, you're promoted. Here's the paperwork. Blah, blah, blah. Like, whatever. Right. I want you to be in charge of this case. Like, I've noticed you and your merits. And you deserve whatever. Right. And he's like, oh, Some okay. higher profile shit. So, cool. Um, he said, take your, you know, they're going to send the paper. He's like, here, take my pen. And Gusto's like, oh, this is a great pen. It's very, very nice pen. A very French fountain pen. And signs his name and goes to put in his jacket. He's like, oh, no, that's that not. Was, that wasn't a gift. <laughs> I need that back. That's from the mayor of France. He's like, okay, so. He's like, oh, I could never take this. Thank you. And so the 
Inspector puts it back in his pocket, but it like leaks all over the place. I don't even know. Like as a fountain pen kind of guy, right? As a real penhead, I don't know what he did wrong. Like you would almost have to not. Would you unscrew it? So if you put the cap on a pen, you're and then clip it to your pocket. The cap is pointed up. Right. So I guess what happened was. Cousteau's like, oh, I could never take this. And he does put it in the guy's pocket, but he must have put it in Upside with down. the nib down, not post or posted, not capped. Mm-hmm. And um, it leaks all over his shirt. So it's a, it's a running gag for a minute there where he's kind of congratulating himself on a job well done while this ink stain just grows across his chest. Why am I wet? Yes. Yes. Uh, but then there's a press conference where they introduce Clouseau. And um, he's, like, kind of terrible at it. I mean, there is being good at your job and there's being good with the press. And they're two different jobs, always. Unless always. your job is to be good with the press. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he's like, do you do you think the uh, killer is a man or a woman? And he's like, of course I think it's a man or a woman. What else could it be? Like a kitten? You know? Yeah, and at the end he's like, we will solve this because justice is justice and France is France. And everybody in the audience is like, yeah, France Standing is France. Standing ovation. Yeah. And our kids were like, really? That that gives a standing ovation? Yeah, one of our kids goes, he, he says some weirdly wise stuff. I'm like, that's exactly the point. Like, he said nothing, mm-hmm. but it was in a way with confidence and within, like... Right, it hit all the right beats. Mm-hmm. Despite the fact that, like, it didn't really mean anything. Right. So, next thing we see, he's been given an apartment. Um, mm-hmm. The secretary. Um, Nicole. Nicole is being used to, is sent over to help him get settled in. Uh, she's And he's like, all right, well, the weather is very nice today. So, he beats up his curtains, and then he, this is when he cuts the wire in the lamp, mm-hmm. thinking there's a bug. And she's like, are you okay? He's like, yes, I'm fine. What is that over there? And she turns around to go, you know, do the what? And he's like, ah! With his hand, he gets back and he's like calm and collected again. And then he knocks a globe over. Yes, he knocks a globe over and it rolls down the stairs and over a biker or two. Yeah, it rolls like through the lobby. And here's the oh my gosh, you're crushing my legs. And then somebody, then it goes in front of a bike race because those happen in France all the time. Always, every single fucking day. There's so many bikers that get run over in this movie. Mm hmm. And then what's happening is um, he gets he gets introduced to his driver, mm-hmm. who is a junior detective, right? Working his way up through the ranks. His parents were detectives to four generations in Paris. Before mm-hmm. that, for eight generations, they were detectives or police officers in the surrounding area, right? For eighteen generations before that, there were detectives all over Europe, and before that, farmers. there were farmers. Oh, hmm. Right, so you're a wee lamb. Yeah, wee lamb. Clouseau will teach you everything you need to know about this. And you we can tell partners. the guy um, is absolutely insulted by this whole situation. This is uh, Jean Reno. Jean, right. Jean. Jean. He was the only Frenchman, as far as I can tell, in this whole damn movie. <laughs> in this whole movie. Yeah. And he is just completely. He's the straight over. man. Yeah, he's the straight man. Um, also. Um, Clouseau's like, hey, just so you know, to keep you sharp, I'm going to randomly attack you. 
mm-hmm. and tries Forever. for for this whole movie, and he tries to punch him, and every time he does try to attack him, it fails, and yeah. he's like, "Good job." Yeah, good job. You're you're really really in here. I mean, honestly, he's fighting Leon the professional. Mm-hmm. Like you you you're gonna you're gonna die. Yeah. So anyway, so back with our inspector. Mm-hmm. We got a little meeting. He's like, "All right, here's the deal." The dart had Chinese poison on it. It was a Chinese dart. There's playing China. There was a box of Chinese VIPs within the kill zone from where the dart would have had to come from. So therefore, maybe we should look look into this China connection. Which honestly seems interesting. Yeah. Okay. So they're gonna go and and investigate that. Like, has he ever been to China? And they're like, oh yeah, he took he took a bunch of players to China for an exhibition game. And met with like all of these people before. Like honestly, so, like, maybe there's a connection. Honestly, it looks looks pretty good. Like mm-hmm. looks pretty good. Almost too good. We cut back. Um, we're back with Clouseau, who's in his office mm-hmm. with like these really magnifying specs on. Yes. And the secretary walks in. And is like, hey, yeah, do you and, need anything? And he looks up at the magnifying specs and he's like, ooh, Nicole, you put on some weight. Like, let me tell you what, uh... I do when I... Well, I do, I do when I notice that I'm putting on weight. And then he, like, takes his glasses off and he's like, never mind. Never mind. She's like, well, do you need me to stay here and help you tonight? And he's like, listen, I am very respectful of the insinuation and situation that may occur when a man and a woman are asked to work late at night. And I would never... Put you in such a situation. I respect you too much for that. So I'm going to say you should go so that no one has anything to say. And she's like, I understand. And I appreciate that. That's great. And so then he gives her a kiss and smacks her on the ass and sends her on her way out. Yeah, someone did not pay good attention in... <sighs> uh... Sexual harassment training. Not in the slightest. I mean, France, 15 years ago, probably was not the peak. Yeah. Of. (laughs) But still. Still. Cultural issues. I mean, America wasn't doing stellar. No. 15 years ago. I would like to say that we're doing great now. No, we're we're also not. Not. But. We're not? No. I mean, I'm cool. I don't know. You should try having uterus. I really don't want and one. I, 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 let, sh- everything let I've let me of, know how you feel. Everything I've heard about uteruses is pretty terrible. So <laughs> really, we're not selling it. No, like everyone, everyone I know who's in the possession of a uterus pretty much hates that. It's fucker. like no thanks. Like <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm good over here. It's, it's the better, better course of action. But yes. So, all right. So. Next morning, Clouseau and his driver are off, and they interrupt Beyonce's recording session. Mm-hmm. She's doing... Woman Like Me. Woman Like Me. It's a great song. Sure. Is it? I'm okay. It was, like, written and recorded by Beyonce for this movie. Yeah, which, I mean... I'm going to say this, and you can at me later, but I'm not a huge Beyonce fan. It's okay. You it's can okay. be not a huge Beyonce fan. So, like, I, you know, it's a fine song. But it's fine. It's fine. 
but he just walks into the recording studio. My, it, it's a great little gag. Do not. It, he walks up to the door and it says, "Do not open while light is flashing." And so he waits for the light to be off between flashes. Like between flashes. And then comes in. And his driver is just like, this man is just the worst. Just the worst. Um, So he talks to Beyonce and finds out she had found out the coach was seeing someone else. Right, right. And she did threaten to kill him because that's kind of the words you use. Mm-hmm. When, when you, you find when you find out your fiance is cheating on you with someone else, but they got through it, they got over it. There's no way she actually wanted to do it, mm-hmm. and would never actually do it. And Clouseau's just like, "Yeah, that sounds cool. Like, sounds right. Right, seems right." And then points at the director is like, "You do not leave France." And she's and then Beyonce's like, "But I, I, I have to go to New York for a vague thing." And he's like, "That's fine. You can you can go to the New York for the vague thing. That's fine." <laughs> right but then come back to france make sure you come back um and the director's like what the fuck just happened <laughs> and also the like driver's like what the fuck <laughs> like everybody in his circle is just kind of looking at each other like the director and the driver are just like shrugging like i i don't know what just happened right. like mm-hmm. obviously you know this is wrong and i know this is wrong but like obviously we're the only two sane people in the room it's working out for Beyonce, so she's not going to say shit. Right, but, like, yikes. Yep. So, uh, then they go to the training facility. Mm-hmm. Check out all of the soccer players. Yep. The assistant that meets them at the door mm-hmm. is played by... I don't remember. Is that Kristen Chenoweth? It is Kristen Chenoweth. Okay. She's in this movie. Yeah, our, our kids were like, she sounds like the lady from uh, Descendants. And I was like, yes! Point of order, she is. She is uh, Maleficent in Descendants. Also, yeah, I would have accepted uh, Pushing Daisies or right. I, my kids uh, are not Wicked Pushing Daisies, but I, they're almost ready for Pushing Daisies. Almost, I think it'd be. If nothing else, the fact that the whole like second season or this is the third season, I remember which season is. Builds, There's not that many seasons. Builds to a joke where they end up singing Birdhouse in Your Soul mm-hmm. in the back of a car. And it's like organic. It just happens. It's so weird. And when it pays off, you're just like, this. Oh, my God. You guys went so far for that joke. <laughs> and I love it. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Kristen Chenoweth singing Birdhouse in Your, Birdhouse soul. In your soul. Like, I need more of that. Just mainline that right to me. Kristen, if you're listening. Absolutely. You like, should just re-record all of the It Might Be Giants. Albums. Add me on Twitter. I'll give you my phone number and you can VM voicemail me that. And <laughs> right. like, and we'll make it. I will cherish it yeah, always. Yeah, we'll make it our voicemail greetings. Yes. Anyway. Um, they start meeting the people around the, um, the soccer stadium. They meet the assistant coach who fucking hated... Um, the the guy that's dead, Jason Statham. Jason Statham. Because he's like, yeah, verbal abuse for like 15 years, always being told that I'm not good enough and Right, right, and then bullshit. also like stealing my ideas and gaslighting me and, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of a toxic work environment. He's kind of an asshole and I'm not sad he's dead. Really, I'm not, because now I'm the head coach and like, fuck you guys. Literally. Right, right, fuck him. Fuck him Royally. Yeah, not not every murder is a tragedy. Is his phrase, and of course that doesn't make him look like not at all a suspect. I mean, but also he's not wrong. He's not wrong. 
Um, as they're interviewing him, as that's wrapping up, they hear footsteps. Mm-hmm. And uh, Clouseau does his in-depth description of the person making the footsteps. You know, high heels, woman, five foot two, five foot four. Maybe five foot four. Yeah. You know, she's, you know, wearing Chanel number five, like all these other things. And what happens is uh, Yuri walks around the corner. Yuri, the trainer who trains. And he's like, who are you? I'm Yuri, the trainer. What do you do? I train. train. And, you know, he came from Russia and was... like, tell me, Yuri, the trainer who trains. Mm-hmm. And Yuri's just like, yeah, I just, I just work like, here. He's like, I don't know, it's just a paycheck, man. Like... Mm-hmm. Then they pull in um, the soccer star. Mm-hmm. What's his name? Search the B. Yeah, I remember his name. Uh, and they actually take him back to the station and interrogate him. Right. And uh, Steve Martin is both good cop and bad cop. Yeah. He starts bad cop. He's like, I know you did it. And he's like, I would have loved to have killed him, but I didn't do it. He was an asshole and I hated him. Yeah, yeah. I slept with this girl. You know, I... Right. Well, he slept with her. He was uh, in a relationship with her, and then she left him... For the coach. For the coach. Right, right. So, yeah. I mean, how would you feel about that? Oh, yeah, it wouldn't be good. No, no. And so, like, all this stuff. And then he leaves, and he comes back, and is like, bad cop. Mm -hmm. He's like... Or he's good cop. He's like, would you like a cigarette? No. Okay. Good for you. That's a bad habit. You know, real reassuring and kind and interrogates him that way. And he basically says, yeah, I mean, I didn't like the guy, but, like, I wasn't going to kill anybody. That's not my... Like, that's, not my that's not my vibe. Like, he was getting us to the championships. That's all I needed him for. Right, right. He was a means to the end. And so, you know, whatever. And so then, you know, Clouseau walks out. He's like, so I don't think he's the guy. Like, I, th I think he's telling the truth. I don't think it's... Right, he's, a, he's clearly innocent. Also, the driver's like, by the way, good cop, bad cop, good cop, bad cop. Usually that's two different cops. He's like, huh, I would keep them in Interesting. Mind. And then he's got like this weird box. It's a box. With wires and like a plunger, like a dynamite box. Yeah, it, like a cartoon dynamite box. And he walks in, he's like, so, you will tell me what I want to know. Right, he's you like, know what we do with prisoners who don't cooperate. And he's like, no. So we hook them to the box. You know how the box works. He's like, no, I don't. He's like, let me show you. Mm -hmm. But while he's kind of telling it, you do the the other guy does say, you know, like, listen. By the way, you should look into the the restaurant partner. Like, the coach had this whole restaurant partner that was doing shit. And right, I know he owed him a lot of money. He was and... skimming off the top, and he didn't like him. So, like, you should look into that angle. And Steve Martin's, like, hooking this thing up and, like, puts one, like, clamp down his pants uh -huh. and the other one down his pants and then just screams. And our eldest is like, what is he hooking that? Oh. And I was like, yeah. So much, so much innuendo. And so um, they're walking out of the station and Steve Martin's crotch is smoking. Right. Which should, like, you should... Anytime your crotch is smoking, you should definitely there seek medical attention. There are so many attention. times when Steve Martin's character should have seen a doctor. Like, healthcare is not uh, that elusive in France. I, had a, I feel like you could probably do it. I had a guy I worked with uh, 
back in the day at an amusement park uh they came over from france he was like mm-hmm. a college kid um and he had a really tight like buzz cut and he had yeah. a giant scar yeah all the way across his cranium and i was like the heck happened there he's like oh it was a skiing accident i was like well wow he's like yeah yeah, they pick me up, they take me in, and then they save, you know, they save my life. They put my head back together. I was in hospital for like three weeks. We're like, oh my gosh, how much? Like, you know, we were like high school, college kids. <laughs> we're like, that had to like bankrupt your family. And he's like, oh no, it's France. It was like eighty six dollars. I was like, oh. and we're all like, fuck America, fuck America, indeed. Um, but anyway, but yeah, I mean, he, he could see a doctor would be fine. All that to say, he could seek medical attention. He has the means. Mm-hmm. So then, uh, the driver and Clouseau are driving off and there's like a bicycle out their window and they're kind of talking about what they know and they stop real quick and Clouseau throws his door open and the bicycle runs into the door and flips over. Right, right. And the bicycle's there all crumbles. And Clouseau's like. Hmm. So weird. So weird. And as he walked into the building, um, the ball, the globe that had been rolling earlier. Right. The bicyclist was like, you idiot. It just hits the and bicyclist. And run. Yeah. And runs off. So not only did he run into a car door. He also got hit by the ball. He also got hit by a rolling globe that has just been rolling down the streets of France for like two days. Yep. It's fun. Um, Full circle, if you will. Yeah. While we're there... Um, we flash back to the training center, which is when the soccer star gets shot in the face. Oh, yeah, 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 And it's dropped dead. And uh, Tristan Shadow finds him and screams. Right. And he says, oh, it's you, before he gets shot in the yep. face. So, Cousseau is walking up to his apartment. Knows that the door is ajar. Mm-hmm. Tries to, like, climb through the door. I don't, I don't know what his game plan was. But he's like straddling the door and like reaching up over the top of the door and like feeling for like booby traps or something or maybe mm-hmm. like the bucket of water that will fall on his head if he right. opens the door right uh when nicole nicole is inside and realizes she's let the door open closes it and so now his finger gets closed and he's hanging he's hanging by, by a, a finger that is closed in the door that would have just degloved right like boop no and more he, finger for you no more no more fingertip like you're done Yes, yes. But it's much funnier if it doesn't happen that way. Yeah, yeah. Um, but she opens the door and it's like, oh, good news, I brought back your pants. And like gives him an ice pack for his finger. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, can I have this egg? And he's like, yeah, sure. So she like pops a whole egg in her mouth. Right, she's like, I haven't eaten. And chokes on an egg. Right, and then he has to give her the Heimlich. Uh, which ejects the egg through the window and hits the bicycle just again. Right, and then he falls into uh is this when he falls into like a like a street cart and it catches on fire and explodes? Yeah, exactly that. It hits the bicyclist, he burns off the road, it hits a street cart, it just explodes. And like a very obviously badly fake fire. <laughs> like, why? What? <laughs> but it's just like this moment. But as Clouseau's giving her the Heimlich, and he's, you know, standing with his back to the door and just, like, thrusting. So much thrusting. So, so much thrusting. The driver walks in and is just like, ah, uh, Am I interrupting? This is a bad so time. sorry. Like, I don't... Wow. 
This guy gets a lot of wow. Yeah. Um, but the the driver's like, "Hey, I I'm sorry to interrupt, but like, I just found out the soccer star got was shot fatally." And Kusuf goes, "How fatal?" Very fatal, like completely fatal. He's like, "I need to talk to him." And he's like, "He's dead." Like, oh man. Just when things were getting interesting, um, and so. They go back to the 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 facility, the soccer facility. Fuso runs across Yuri and just makes fun of his accent, his Russian accent, for a while. Yes, which goes on way too long. Very long, very long. A it lot was, of jokes in this go a little too it's long. It's like it's a duel. Like Yuri is making fun of uh, Steve Martin's terrible French accent. Steve Martin is making fun of Yuri's terrible Russian accent. Yeah, it's it's, it's like a it's like a fake accent. Uh, off. Mockery. Um, and then Chris and Chad was like, all right, so I heard him say, oh, it's you. And then I heard a gunshot and then I came in and I found him. And Kuzo was like, all right, find me everyone whose name is you in France. And the driver's is like, um. Okay. Okay. Because he's kind of on orders to like just keep track. Just, and... Yeah, just keep doing whatever everyone asks you to do and mm-hmm. report back to me. It's like, meanwhile, let's go to the casino and interview the partner. Right. The partner in uh, all the restaurants. All the restaurant partners. And so um, they go there. And it's, you know, he walks in and he immediately makes another law enforcement agency. He's like, who are you here with? Like, mm-hmm. and the guy's like, you made me that quickly? Like, am I that obvious? I'm, um, what's his name? Is he 006? He's 006. Boswell. He's like, I'm not supposed to be here. He's like, that's fine. I will just give you my number. And. Or I slipped you my cell phone number into your pocket if you ever need it, if you need my help. And he's like, I very much doubt I will need your help. And he's like, you never know. You never, <laughs> you never know. Uh, then he goes up to the partner's office and he's they're talking to him. He's like, Monsieur Brassbulls. And he's like, I'm sorry, what? Your Brassbulls. Your big Brassbulls. And the partner, um, who is also like the smarmy, like, not trustable British guy in right, so right. many films. So many things. I was uh, like, this guy? Man. Yeah, uh, is Roger Reese. He's mm-hmm. been in um, literally everything. Yeah, Robin Hood, Men in Tights. That is. Um, he was in Cheers for a while. Titanic. Like he's just. If you need a not trustworthy, if, yeah. If you need a smarmy British man, he's he, he's here he for is you. Guy. Um, but it turns out he's saying brass bowls. Bowls. Uh, so, honestly, my grandma, which we've discussed, who says ball and ball. Right, right. She does same. say ball and bowl the same. So, uh, like, maybe the French accent and the West Virginia accent are pretty close. I think they're, they they come at it from different directions, but they end up <laughs> with the same result. Um, and so... Or all vowel sounds are the same. Clouseau's inspecting those while um, the... The partner kind of gives the lay land. He's like, yeah, listen, I knew he was embezzling like shit from me. But, like, 
He was a compulsive gambler. He would come to my casino and give me all the money back. So it was like I was embezzling, but like with plausible deniability. Why would I stop that gravy train? Right, right. Like I had literally no reason to kill him. Yeah, that was no problem. Uh, while that expedition dump, exposition dump's going, uh, Clouseau gets his hand stuck in these like alabaster vases mm-hmm. and um, ends up leaning against uh, an aquarium with his elbow in the water and it gets like shredded by piranhas right right and um eventually he like kind of gestures wildly at somebody and one of the vases flies off his hand the other one's stuck and he on his way out he's like listen is this face actually worth anything he's like no it's a cheap imitation it's it's a worthless worthless imitation and he says, good. And so he smashes it on a table and it breaks, but also the table, like... Right, the desk breaks. And he's desk- like, but that desk was priceless. <laughs> and he's oh. like, oops, sorry. My bad. So he, he heads out. He's intercepted by 006. He's like, hey, come with me. Mm-hmm. I need your help. He's like, listen, don't look behind you. Don't be surprised. But the gas mask bandits are here at the casino. Which point, so it's a shocked face and immediately turns around and goes, oh my gosh, the gas, the gas mask, mask bandit. He's like, all right, give me your, in double six, like, all right, give me your, give me your jacket. So he cuts a hole in the glass window that overlooks the casino, does this like zip line repelling. Right. Shoots the gas mask bandits with like sleeping darts, doubles back. And then it's like, all right, I was never here. So here, here's your jacket back. Here's the gas mask I used. Here's the gun I used. Here's the equipment I used. I'm out. He disappears. And then when all the like actual cops show up, they're like, oh, my gosh, Clouseau, did you stop the gas mask bandits? You're amazing. You're a hero. Oh, my gosh. And um, the inspector's kind of um, pissed about that. Mm -hmm. Very pissed. Yeah. That the roar gets back that he saved. He caught the gas mask bandits completely ancillary to. Right. To the. To the case he was supposed to screw up so that he could take it over. Yeah. We're back in the interrogation room. Yes. We have a Chinese lady named Yu. Named Yu. And she is ranting and raving in Chinese. Right, in Cantonese. In Cantonese. Um, and he was like, can you read that back? And the driver's, uh, like, the driver's like, uh, do you no. speak Chinese? And he was like, of course I speak Chinese. Like, But in like the tone of like someone who's way too defensive about it. Right, and he was like, oh, because it would be so funny for you to, like, invite me out and be, like, speaking Chinese, and then I didn't know what you were saying. Like, he's like, of course I speak Chinese. Why Why are we even doing this if I don't speak Chinese? And he's like, well, I don't speak Chinese, so I can't read it back. And he's like, ah, oh, you're useless. And walks out. Next thing we see is the inspector getting to Clouseau's office. Yes. And starting to kind of sniff around a little bit. He's like, something is amiss. But right as he starts to kind of sniff around, Clouseau shows up, so he's got to hide. Right, he hides the curtains. Clouseau walks in, picks up a pen, and kind of has it like, this is too light. Like, something's wrong. Mm-hmm. And then is, and then, um, I cannot remember her name. Nicole. Nicole. I want to call her. He starts to talk about the weather. Talks about the weather again, which is a signal for I'm about to toss this place. Mm-hmm. Picks up a chair and whacks the curtains with it. And repeatedly. Repeatedly, and that's where the inspector is laying. And then he's like, oh my gosh, inspector, I didn't realize it was you. And trying to kind of flip him around and ends up drying like, his you must, you must be wearing a flesh mask. Oh yeah, that's right. He tries to rip his mask off, but it's not a mask. No. And then ends up like throwing his face into the desk. Yes. 
And so the mess inspector is royally pissed. Right. And also kind of beat up. Yeah. But he was hiding in someone's office. So. Yeah. So next scene is they're at the inspector's office and the inspector's like, let's just like forget everything, but also stay well out of arm's reach of me. Mm-hmm. And Clouseau's like, okay, I understand that. He picks up like this like pointing stick. He's like, this is very nice. It's You don't have to point with your finger like a Philistine and you don't have to use a stick like a caveman. You can use this. And he flips around and just smacks him in the face with it and then back and doesn't even really notice. Right. So of like, course, Oops. pain. And uh, then the inspector's like, all right, so like how much progress have you made? He's like, I, don't, I have narrowed down the suspects. Well, how many suspects do you have? 27,000-something. Right, right. And how many have you narrowed down? One. Oh, well, who have you narrowed down? This guy, because he's dead now. He's the coach. Yes. Yes. The coach is not the suspect. Sounds good. Okay. But, like, he kind of wants him to fail. And then uh, we jump to, like, this weird circle of, like, hoity-toity French people. Okay. And that's where they're talking about who's going to get the vote for the Medal of Honor this year. Oh, yeah, yes, yes, yes. Nominated are the police inspector. Mm-hmm. Always. He gets nominated every year. He's a been nun, nominated eight times. A nun. He's doing great work. Mm-hmm. And they're going to put it to a vote. And then someone's like, actually, we should put another name in. How about Inspector Clouseau for apprehending the uh, gas mask bandits? And, like, you can tell, like... Every last shred of decency dies mm-hmm. in the inspector. He's like, fuck that guy. guy. And so they vote for him. Right, right. And he gets the middle of honor. That's all that guy wanted. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't get it. He doesn't get it. So then we go back to a bridge with um, Clouseau and mm-hmm. the driver. Yes. And they're doing a plot dump of everything that's happened so far, because every so often you just need to do that. Right, right. You need a refresh. And they're like, so we're gonna, we need to find Beyonce who's going to America. Okay, cool. We should just go to America. Yeah, right. that seems reasonable and for Beyonce- two French dudes. Right, and find her. Because America is small. Yeah. So, well, she said she was going to New York, which is also a very small Which is place. also small. Like, how could you miss Beyonce in New York? Mm-hmm. Honestly, I regret find her. Check Twitter. But uh, Clouseau decides he needs to um, get English or American accent lessons before he mm-hmm. goes, which is pretty funny because, you know, Steve Martin. But right. he goes and he's like trying to learn how to say, I would like a hamburger. I would like a hamburger. I would like to buy a hamburger. Mm-hmm. And it, this scene he is cannot, another scene. He cannot say hamburger. Yeah. He says hamburger. Hamburger. Damburger. Damburger. It goes for way too long. Very long. Very long as a scene. But somehow it's still very... Pretty funny, actually. Pretty funny. It works. Um, And then he gives up or whatever and goes over to America. And he's got a little mini fish out of water mm-hmm. thing. Which it's like, have you ever had a hamburger? And he's like, of course not. It's like a terrible, disgusting American food. And then he eats <laughs> it. And he's like, oh my fucking god. I'm dead. This is so good. Which, honestly, if you've ever had a good cheeseburger... Cheeseburgers are legit. A good hamburger is... It's a thing of beauty. This is is amazing. So. um, But then they get to the hotel, which is a Holiday Inn Express. Mm -hmm. Very... Very fancy. Very fancy. 
and they've only got one bed, and so they have to sleep kind of together. Mm-hmm. And Steve Hart is very awkwardly looking over the French guy. He's like, so I noticed I'd never see you with the girls? He's like, I'm married. He's like, oh, you don't wear a wing? I don't want to endanger her. I don't want someone I, you know, threatening right. her. I don't want someone threatening her, so it's better if no one knows that she's connected with me. He's like, oh, this is much relieving. <laughs> I was like, oh, we don't want to talk. Anyway, it's Yikes, fine. Everything's guys. fine. Uh, and then he's like, the, the other guy's like, so you? He's like, nah, love has not yet found me. Right, right. I'm a bachelor. I'm a bachelor for now. And he's like, okay, well, let's get some sleep. Okay. They turn out the lights and you hear Steve Martin try to punch the French guy. And get right, punched. like just punch a pillow or whatever. He's like, good job. Next morning, um, they start following Beyonce, mm-hmm. and every time she looks their way, they just like put face like newspapers up over their faces, right, right, which is all you need to right, lose cause, Beyonce because newspapers are not in and of themselves uh, sus. It was twenty sixteen. Like, who, who, who fucking reads the news? Twenty two thousand six. Two thousand six. Yeah. 2006. 2006. It was fifteen years ago. Newspapers right. were still were physical. kind of a thing. They were still physical. Yeah. You can still buy one in New York City on the street corner. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't been to New York in a long time. But uh, I imagine... Imagine it's... The newsy... Uh, the newsy trade has gone down significantly, yes, I'm sure. trade has gone down. Like, there's probably still a couple of hubs you can find a paper, but, like... Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's not as prevalent. Um, But they find her... Follow her um to this sketchy building... She goes up in an elevator, and these, like, thugs come down, and they're like, hey, what are you guys doing? And so... the like we're following Beyonce? Yeah. No, no, they don't say that. Um, they just fight the thugs. Mm-hmm. And by they, I mean the driver. Just the driver. And, and Clouseau, like, poses in the background. <laughs> right. And fighting poses. And he's like, good teamwork. And they go up, and they find Beyonce in this mm-hmm. guy's workshop. And she's trying to get a purse repaired. Right. With she's pink getting a diamonds. purse repaired with cut pink diamonds. And the guy's like, back the fuck up. It's not mm-hmm. it's not the pink panther. Like, I would never cut that into these charts. Like, no, it's Right. It's just other diamonds. Just other diamonds. The the purse is Josephine Baker's purse. Right, right. And I thought I could wear it for this upcoming uh Appearance. Appearance. And I just need it work, worked out. And they're like, okay, this tracks. That's fine. Right, right. And I didn't, really I didn't want anyone it. to know I was in a diamond cutters because people might get the wrong idea. I mean, I don't know how they could possibly, but... Right. And they're like, that makes sense. Oh, seems fine. Seems great. Seems fantastic. Moving on. So... Um, while they're talking, Beyonce's like, hey, by the way, you should come have dinner with me tonight. Mm-hmm. Well, how about you, uh, just come to my room at the Waldorf? Yeah, I'm on the second floor. I'm on the second floor. You can come to my hotel room. Like 208 or whatever. And the driver's like, uh, dude, this seems like a trap. And Clouseau's just like. Who the fuck cares? Like, stay in your lane, dude. I want to Beyonce's, I'm going to Beyonce's room. Go to room. Beyonce's room. Doesn't like, fucking matter. Risk reward here is. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Um, and then he gets to her room, mm-hmm. does the leather weather having thing again, Right. starts sniffing around, finds a wire under the rug, cuts it. It's the wire that supports the... Yes, it is a very small wire, and yet it supports the f- 
the physical hanging the chandelier. It, the chandelier doesn't just go out. It falls, falls from the into ceiling. the into the lobby. Right. And you're like, ooh, that's a very small wire to support an entire chandelier. Yep. So, uh, so Beyonce starts putting the moves on Clouseau. Right, right. Which, I mean, like, she recovered from that disappointment of her fiancé dying very quickly. I mean, you know. She's got I don't know. Yeah. And Clouseau's like, well, excuse me for a moment. And he takes his flaming drink to the bathroom. There's a lot of flaming drinks in this, this movie. This is like the second time there's been a flaming drink. Yeah, second or third time. Um, And he goes to the bathroom and he pulls a prescription bottle out of his pocket, which has the little blue pill in it. Right. So yeah. he's ready for the night. Yes. And our kids are like, what's that? And I'm like, ugh. Yeah. So because of the patriarchy, we've really, uh, really normalized. Pri- yeah. Prioritized men's sexual health. Yeah. Still kind of lagging on women's sexual health. Like so Like much. a century or two behind. So much. Where we are with men's. I mean, we'll pay for Viagra with, like, every government subsidy known to mankind. Mm-hmm. But, like, women's health, you're going to have to jump through a lot Absolutely. of Absolutely. You can have fucking cancer, and they're like, sorry. Yeah. You can't get a scan. Yeah, it doesn't really work. <laughs> we'll pay for, you know, because, you know, it's it's God's will if you get, like... It's God's will for men to have orgasms. Yes, it is. Like even if they can't actually, you know, get it up, mm-hmm. we gotta we gotta step in and intervene. Right, science. But like anything that happens to a woman's body is obviously the devil. Right, so can't, we can't, can't do any of that. Can't be involved there. Anyway, right. So this is a whole sidebar that I had to have with my children. We did not actually have a sidebar with my children. We we just were like, no, no. He drops it down the uh, sink. Has to like bust the sink open, which starts spreading water everywhere to get it back. But he, like, blows it out like a trumpet. Yeah, he's not good at this. Which then it lands in his flaming drink, which gets the... Right, and explodes. then it instantly explodes? I didn't know Viagra was explosive. Me neither. Pfizer, if you're listening. Right. You got is, some explaining to do. Is Viagra explosive? We have questions. Uh, some some questions, I guess. Um, To put out the fire, he, like, tries to grab the shower hand, like, mm-hmm. remove a shower head and hose it down. Our son was like... I would totally... Oh, yeah, that's exactly what I would do. <laughs> like, All right. right. Because the curtains catch on fire. Right. So he's trying to hose them down, but he ends up pulling that out. So now there's two things spraying water into the area. Also, the curtains are on fire. Also, right. It's a fire and a flood. It's like California every spring. Pretty much. Um, he grabs a hairdryer to try to, like, clean things up and get shocked. I don't know what the, the hairdryer plan was, but yes, he does get shocked. Beyonce, this is like the third time that electrical current has like moved through his body should, in this movie. That's not healthy. Uh, Beyonce goes to check on him, opens the door. He's standing there smoking, soak, soaking wet. And he's like, just getting ready for this evening. As the floor collapses and he lands behind the counter and he's like, we need more towels on two. Right, Rings the so bell he, and walks away. So he fell a whole uh, story. Uh, it's the, like a double story. From the second floor to... Oh, yeah. Like a double story from the second floor to the ground floor. He's fine. Right. He's fine. He's like a cartoon. Where mm. he, he cannot die and cannot be injured. Yep. I mean, it is... And basic. he, like, rings the bell. He's like, we need more towels on 204. And then he, like, boom. 
he rings the bell and he walks away. Yep. And the the poor uh, receptionist bellhop is like, uh, the they don't fuck? pay me enough for this shit. Yeah, absolutely not. Uh, meanwhile, we see the inspector who's making a phone call mm-hmm. to do something to Clouseau. We're not really sure. Right. It's vague. Uh, but then um, Clouseau's at the airport to come back to France. Right. With and, hamburgers in his pocket. Yeah, he's stuffing his bags full of, pockets full of hamburgers. As he's doing so, someone switches his bag. They've got the exact same briefcase. Yeah, the same, the same briefcase. Travel bag. Um... And so Clouseau just throws it up on the scanner. He's walking through and someone's like, hey, is this your bag? He's like, yeah. He's like, all right, come, come with me. We need to we check need, this. We need to check this. Also, this is like some sort of mythical, not 9-11 world where... It is 9-11-ish, though. Yeah, but it's like, you didn't have to go through the whole body scanner. Because mm. it's 2006. Like, you right. should have been like, the whole it's TSA, a, take off your shoes, take off scanner. your jacket. Yeah. It's just the one bag scanner. But, and this is New York City. Like, he mm-hmm. should. Also, there's, it looks like it's being done in, like, the back office of a Staples. Like, I mean. There's not. I've definitely been through airport security, which is very much like the back office of a Staples. But, like, I've been through LaGuardia. Same. Same. And um, Kennedy. Mm hmm. And those are, I mean, if you're in New York, those are. Those are a little more. Uh, they don't look like where he's at. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, he gets pulled aside and they pull a little pocket knife. He's like, oh, a little innocent pocket knife. I'm sorry. I forgot. Mm-hmm. Is no problem. I'm sorry, sir. Right. And then he pulls out a pair of nunchucks. He's like, just some innocent nunchucks. And then like they start, they dump the whole thing. And there's just like all there's kinds like of mace, weapons. And he's like, I don't even own a mace. I don't know what the <laughs> fuck that thing is. Like a machete. And he's like, I'm. I, this isn't mine. <laughs> and so they're like, Jimbo, get over here. We need to check this guy. And he's like, no, no, you don't need to call Jimbo. Jimbo's a dog. Mm-hmm. And so Jimbo starts going. smells go, the hamburgers. Go, yeah, starts going nuts. And he's like, sir, what do you have in your pocket? He's like, I have hamburger. I'm burger. I did a burger. I'm burger. And you're like, oh, this is the payoff from that scene earlier. He can't Where say he hamburger. he cannot say hamburger. So they know what the fuck is going on. So he ends up getting like. Yeah, arrested. Arrested, and it's a huge national shame. Right, we're like, French man arrested, bring shame on all of France. Mm-hmm. And the inspector is really gloating over this, because that's kind of what he wants. The driver, though, is there with him. He mm-hmm. was he was hired by the inspector to keep tabs on Clouseau. But he has, like, developed a bond. He's like, honestly, this guy, he might be an idiot, but he's like, oh, But he's, like, nice about idiot. it. Yeah. Yeah. And so... Um... Clouseau ends up kind of figuring out the driver was kind of in on it, and he's mm-hmm. hurt by that whole thing. Right, he's like, you knew? You knew this whole time that I was just a patsy? And he's like, I mean, maybe? Mm-hmm. And so he takes him, Clouseau's driver, the driver takes Clouseau home, and he's like, thanks for for that. And they do, like, the Clouseau pretends to, like, try to hit him again, and the driver kind of pretends to hit him. And it's kind of a cute little Right, moment. it was very sweet. And they kind of walk off. And then Clouseau's like, oh, internet, let me see what you are doing. And he gets on the internet and immediately... <laughs> He's going to, like, download a ringtone. Yeah, but it shuts down Paris instead. Right, Because right. it's like a virus. it's a virus. Um, and so then we go to the inspector. He's laying out the case. He's like, all right, here's the deal. There's a guy named Peng. Like, he was an investor in the restaurants. He lost a lot of money. He probably hates the coach. 
He was in the kill zone. He could have fired the dart. The dart had Chinese poison on it. Like, this is our guy. This, right. this is our best bet at a guy. He's going to be at this party tonight. We should go arrest him at the presidential palace. It'll be great. Um, meanwhile, we go back. They're having a little press conference. And one of the reporters is like, any truth that the, um, you know, the the soccer star was shot, you know, perfectly through the occipital lobe. Mm-hmm. And like, Clouseau like sticks his head in and is like, wait. Occipital lobe? Occipital lobe. That's very important. And uh, then he gets on the internet and starts looking and he sees something in the background of the photo of yeah. him in the airport. And the photo like, of him in the airport, the one of like, French man arrested, brings shame on all of France. He zooms in on something and he's like, oh my gosh. <laughs> and then he calls, um, Calls the secretary again. Mm-hmm. Nicole. Nicole. Thank you for giving her name. I can... It's just not sticking. That's I don't fine. know what it is. Yeah. Calls Nicole. Is like, hey, I need you to meet me at the presidential palace. Also, bring the vinyl bag in my room that says... The one Presid- that's marked presidential palace. Yeah. Because he's got this contingency. And so they head out. They're at the shindig. Right. He also calls the, um, the driver. Yeah. He's like, hey, we got a gig. So they pull up to the shindig. Uh... Inspector already had taken Clouseau's name off the list. It was like, no, he's embarrassment. Like, don't let him in. Right, right. He's not He's not uh, invited to any public events anymore. So Clouseau tries to get in and is rebuffed at the door. Nope, can't get in. But so then ne- Nicole is like, cock off! Like, oh, hey. <laughs> like, like a very obvious bird call. And was like, come here. He's like, I have your bag and you can sneak in. Here you go. Yeah. And then Clouseau looks at her and takes her glasses off and goes, you are very beautiful. It is the evening. It's the evening, and you're so beautiful without your glasses. And she's like, oh, thank you. And then, like, he runs off one direction. She tries to walk off the other direction and promptly runs into runs a tree. Runs into a fucking tree. Which I like. First off, I do appreciate them just, like, completely lampshading that trope and being like, no, you can't just take someone's glasses. You can't just glass. take someone's glasses. It's not how it It doesn't works. matter how they fucking look. They can't fucking see. As an avid blind person Same. with glasses, like, I cannot see shit. If you take my glasses off, like, I am a helpless babe. Absolutely. Like, you gotta no. lead me by the hand through the house. Like. No. It's no good. Um, but. Um. Uh, Clouseau breaks in. The inspector is made aware of two things. He's made aware, first off, that Clouseau was at the door, but Mm -hmm. But was turned away. And that Peng is already here. Mm -hmm. So you can arrest the guy when you're ready. They're like, like, we're going to get him after the first song. Right. So uh, it's a Beyonce song. It is a Beyonce song. It's Beyonce singing. Very good. Um... So she's like like the jazz singer. Like she is, she has a stage. All eyes are on her. Yeah, it's a very kind of like the song that happens in every James Bond film. Yes, it is a very James Bondy kind of vibe. Mm. Uh, but Clouseau and the driver have these suits, and on one side, on the front side, they're like the drapes. Mm-hmm. But then on the back, they're the the upholstery that's on the wall, like the wallpaper, and so they're just like flipping. Hmm. Front to back, along the walls, and bl- trying to blend in. Right. And apparently no one sees this at all. Yeah, until they do see it. Yeah, and so they have to take off. Uh, actually, they get out. Like, they end up running up the stairs, and they're mm-hmm. actually upstairs away from the walls when they're caught by the guard. And this is when... And the guard is like, what are you doing? What the fuck is this? 
And that's when Nicole like storms in and is like, where have you guys been? Mm-hmm. And they're like, uh, she's uh, like, Beyonce is going to be really pissed if you guys aren't on stage for her next song. Right. And the guard's like, what are you talking about? He's like, well, these are her dancers. These are her backup dancers. I mean, like, isn't this ridiculous? There's no way anybody would actually show up like this. So obviously they're her backup dancers. Right. They go with the Komodo dragon and the whatever in the third act. And he's like, prove it. And so uh, the two of them start dancing. And it is. Again, too long. It's, yes. But also, like, keeps building and being funnier and funnier and funnier. (laughs) Like, it's, it's good. It's, it's, it's a it's good game. It's not bad. It's not bad. Steve Martin is still really great at physical comedy. He is. He, he very much is. Well, it was 15 was years 15 ago. Was 15 years ago. Um, um, and then, like, the guard kind of lets him go. Um, so the guard goes on his way, and Steve Martin walks over to... Um, Natalie? To Natalie, and is like... Or Nicole. 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 Yeah. Nicole. See, I got her name wrong. It's fine. Um, she her name is only said like four times in this movie. <laughs> it's true. Well, something Nicole is like, there's like a lot of tension there between the two of them. Right, it's like you're an extraordinary woman, and she's like, I mean, thanks. And as they're moving in for the kiss, the driver's like, uh, we gotta like fucking go because like I see somebody right. dressed in all black. Time is of the essence. We gotta go get this guy that might be planning to kill someone else. So because they think he's gonna kill Beyonce. Right. And so he runs off and then runs back, kisses Nicole, and then runs away again. And they chase this guy dressed in all black, because they think is the killer. Mm-hmm. Um, they chase him up to the roof. Right. They stop him from killing Beyonce during the middle of her song. Yeah. But in the meantime, the inspector walks up and is like, hey, I'm arresting in the name of the laws of France and then all this other stuff. I arrest Peng. And he's, you know, for the murder of this guy. And then the black-suited, like, trio slide down the banister and land in the middle. Right. And Clouseau, like, grabs him. He's like, I arrest you in the name of the law of France and all this. And the inspector's like, but I already got a guy for the the murder. He's like, yeah, but this is actually the murder. This is actually the guy. And so it is. Dun, dun, dun. It's Yuri. Yuri, the trainer who trains. Yeah, turns out, um... He kind of put it all together because, like, the Chinese later said something about, like, every, you know, trainer in France by this certain law must have a knowledge of Chinese Chinese medicine and herbs. And then also every, you know, there's a Russian law that says every uh, soccer player must be an expert marksman and be, you know, proficient in the location of sipsital lobe. Right. And, like... Honestly, the, you know, the inspector's like, I don't know any of this fucking shit, but like trying to kind of pretend like he knows. Yes, very much so. And he's like, so, and then Yuri's like, yeah, I hated that guy. Like, he was an asshole. He brought me over. Right. He stole all my ideas and gaslit me and took all my credit. Like, he was a terrible boss. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm glad he's dead. Yep. And so, um, you know, but Yuri doesn't have the diamond. Mm-hmm. Like, well, the fuck's the diamond? Why wouldn't the murderer have the diamond? And you're like, because it's two different things. Yeah, turns out that um, the Jason Statham had given Beyonce the diamond. Right, it was like, hey, kiss. I'm sorry, I cheated on you. I'm not going to cheat on you anymore. Do you want to get married? Here's my engagement Here's ring. Here's my giant pink engagement ring. Yeah. 
one point on this. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a big deal, big semifinal between France and and China. Yes, there were a lot of cameras on Jason Statham. There were, there were for an hour and a half, a ninety minute soccer game. Mm-hmm. That probably should have noticed. There's no fucking pink. Well, diamond. it was like right before. It yeah. wasn't like right before the game. It was like in the middle. Was it? I think I it think was so. Before the game started, actually, Maybe. because he comes out of the tunnel and like immediately goes to Beyonce. Right. He comes out of the tunnel and kisses his ring. Yeah, and then goes and sees Beyonce. Okay. So I think it would have. I don't know. That part doesn't add up for me. Yes. But Beyonce had maybe, it. Maybe it was like closer to like the middle or the time, like the end. Mm-hmm. Maybe he like went up to her like later. Yeah. In the game. But, um, but Clouseau's like, it's in her bag. The inspector walks up, like dumps all her junk out of her bag. There's. It was like, I don't see it. And he's like, no, you have to like rip the lining. And, and so he like. In the lining of her bag. Snips it and pulls it out. And again, the inspector and he was just like, <gasps> embarrassed. And she's like, yeah, I couldn't say anything because i thought it'd be really fucking suspicious if i suddenly had the diamond from the dead guy mm-hmm. and they're like yeah that's a fair but, like, but he gave it to me i promise and they're like well by law sounds right sounds cool so case is closed everybody applauds inspector is fuming mm-hmm. um and we go to kind of a next scene where a, a denouement scene denouement um, Clouseau and the driver are walking out in like full dress uniforms, right? With like fringy appellets. <laughs> it's it's a lot of look. It's yeah, it's a lot. And because they had been re- given the medal of honor, right? And so the uh, you know Clouseau's like, listen, Inspector, I want to thank you for bringing me on this. If if you hadn't if you hadn't have brought me in on this, who knows would have gotten the medal of honor? And he's like, yeah, who like, fucking who knows? knows? It's a mystery. It's a mystery. And uh. So Steve Martin gets in the car. As he's talking to his guy, he closes the door, but the inspector's jacket gets caught. Right. And so they end up dragging this man behind the car. Right. He's like, did you say something? And the driver's like, no. And he's like, you didn't say, dear God, stop the car. Like, he's like, no, I didn't say that. And he's like, huh, weird. weird. All right. And then, um... It goes to the next scene where they're all standing around the inspector's hospital bed and he is looking rough. He's casted. He's just in suspension. And Clouseau's like, oh, I'm very sorry. You know, I think I think he wants to recline. And he like leans over him to get the recline lever. And the bed just like spazzes out. Like, and, like up and down and up and down. If you were in traction, it would be immensely rough. painful. Yeah. And then he just groans the whole time to his credit. And then Steve Martin walks around, Clouseau walks around the front of the bed and accidentally kicks the lock, wheel lock button lever thing. Right. And, and the bed rolls down out the... Out the floor. Out the hall. Apparently this whole uh, hospital is like built on the side of a hill with like very slanty uh, floors. I mean, nothing in France is new. rolls It isn't so going fast. down a flight of steps, mm-hmm. so that picks up some good momentum. Yeah. And then but takes it rolls out, down the hallway and then down the flight of steps. And then out the window and into the and like, into a canal. River. And he's like, damn you, Clouseau. Right. And I think our youngest is like, oh, fuck, he drowned. <laughs> he's like, oh, he's dead. He's dead. Yeah. And I was like, I'm sure they got him. And he's like, I mean, they weren't running after him in any of the film we saw. So, like, he's dead. Yep. And and I was like, I mean, maybe. And then um, we immediately go into um, credits. 
credits. Which start with a Mancini riff. Right, but then but then quickly move into a Beyonce song. Yeah, check up on it. I'm gonna check up on it. Yeah. I know like yes. not that that's, much. That's that's yes. a Beyonce song you know. Is it? Sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So that's the movie. So this is the what movie. What did you learn? Uh, Beyonce's career pretty much died right right here. Right, was, right. She took a moment. She took a moment, and that moment did not succeed. Right, right. I mean, now she's fine. Yeah, this, I'm sure. This did not kill Beyonce. Listen, I'm... But... I don't weep for her well-being. No. I think she's... She's fine. She's fine. But she did, like, stop being in ridiculous movies. So, like... Maybe okay. Maybe. Maybe maybe that was a, a good lesson for her to learn. Maybe. Um, incompetence can actually pay dividends, maybe. Right, right. Sometimes you get lucky. Sometimes you do. Sometimes you have plot armor. Mm-hmm. Sometimes. Sometimes stuff happens. I don't know. Yeah. Um... A lot can be communicated just with like some real good jazz standards and cartoons. Indeed. You don't really need language. Uh, Physical humor never dies. It's true. It's true. Buster Keaton would like a word. Yes, it is constantly funny. I actually enjoyed this movie. It wasn't bad. No. It is full of a lot of very talented people. And you're like, okay. (laughs) Very talented people punching way below their weight. Right, right. But like, you know what? It's okay. You can it's have okay. an easy job every once in a while. Yeah, just cash the check. Yeah. Just cash the check. Uh, this was kind of in the Steve Martin tries to be a family. A family funny, comedian guy. Yeah. Phase. Like, Cheaper by the Dozen was mm-hmm. around this time. A couple other things. But, you know, hey, good for him. Again, know where you're going to get paid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen Only Murderers in the Building, but I've heard... I've heard nothing, I've heard but, good nothing but really good things. It's on my list. Yes, it's it, on is, my list. it is on my list also. So that'll be good. So that's my next takeaway is watch it only murders in the book. <laughs> so that's what we learned. Yeah. So on that note, please parent responsibly. Please parent responsibly.